What up, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast, episode 11 with Miss Ashley Romeo. This might be the longest podcast episode. We had so much fun, and I hit her with all brand new questions, which she crushed. We talk about everything. I wondered if Ashley was one of the mean girls, because there's always mean girls. So we talk about that. We talk about plastic surgery, which is yikes. She gives great detail and depth to a lot of these questions, so I'm really excited for you all to hear it. Happy Memorial Day weekend to everybody. I hope you enjoy yourselves. I'm sorry that we're not working, but it's all good. Hopefully, this takes an hour out of your time and you can learn a thing or two because I sure did. So, hang in there. Don't forget to hit us up on Instagram, at strip.lasvegas. And as always, hope you enjoy. Oh, that sounds good. Does it sound good? Cool. Yeah. Ashley Romeo, what's up? Oh, nothing. Just woke up early. <laughs> <laughs> what time's early? Um, like anywhere from like, I would feel even 10's early for me. What? what? You stay up late? Oh, yeah. Oh, damn. Doing what? Honestly, I get like these crazy like cleaning modes around like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night and I just start cleaning. Oh, kitchen. You do a lot of, you're, that's all I see you doing outside of work is cooking, preparing food. Yeah, that's pretty much what consumes my life. I spend probably like 90% of my time in the kitchen. Nice. <laughs> uh, you, your boyfriend, I'm sure, doesn't mind. Oh, no. He's he's like, oh, I don't really miss going out to eat. I'm like, um, I bet you don't because you eat a, a great meal every single night. Can I get sushi? <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you make sushi? Um, I made it one time, but it's just so, it's just a lot of, it's like time consuming. So it just takes a long time. Yeah. I'd rather just go out to eat it. Right. All you can eat one stop. Exactly. Uh, okay. So a little background. I've known you since the palms. I know since what? <laughs> so crazy. 2012. Oh my. What? Yeah. yeah. So insane. You were just a baby. Yeah. I was 22. Okay. I think I was 23. So I was a baby too. We both are. Now we're both, what, 30? I'm 30. Are you 30? Ooh, I'm 30 plus. So maybe I was 24 when I met you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, but that was, a, that was a great year. I just talked to uh, America. Um, oh, funny. Yeah, I was like, all, everybody from that Palms group. I think that was one of my favorite years overall. Like, it was my first year. I oh. think everybody's first year is their most fun. Yeah, it was my, yeah, it was my first year, too. It's probably, yeah, definitely one of the best, best years, definitely. How'd you get in there? Are you from Las Vegas? Yeah, I'm actually born and raised. What? Yeah, probably, yep, born and raised. Damn, apparently I don't know anything about anyone I talk to. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, what? You're what? <laughs> I know, I was like, whoa, your last name's Romeo? Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? Um, born and raised, and then you, why'd you wait till 22? So it's kind of funny. So I used to work at a station casino, Red Rock. And oh, nice. I was a hostess at an Italian place called Terra Rosa. And then I wanted to go cocktail and go to the pool as soon as I turned 21. But they were like, okay, just like work as a hostess. And then when you turn 21, you have to like audition. By that time, my birthday's in April. So the pools and stuff are already open. So Ooh. auditions already happened. 
So I was like, okay. So I turned 21 and then I hit up the manager at the Red Rock and I worked the casino floor actually. Damn. Yeah. It was, it was so funny because I remember when I'd get like 50 cents, I'd be so excited. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you so much. You old man. <laughs> or I'd get $5 and I'd be so stoked. Yeah. I was crushing the floor. <laughs> it was so funny. That lasted for a year. No. So that happened in April and I was, I yeah, actually did it last year. Yeah. I was 21. Yeah. Last year. And then I didn't actually audition. I auditioned for the Red Rock pool and I ended up not getting it. I was like, okay, kind of discouraged. Like, you know, how nerve wracking auditions are. Oh my gosh. And I didn't really know anybody or know anything. My brother actually worked at Tau group um, as a VIP um, host. So he was like their number one host over there. Damn it. I'm sure I know. If I see this person's face, of course I know who it is. There's no way from being at yeah, Marquee you, all those years. Yeah, you definitely probably know. Um, um, but sorry. It, no, you're good. So anyways, um, yeah, so he like knew the people in the industry and stuff. And I was like, oh, I'll just wait. And then you know how like during the season they kind of do auditions again? Yeah, like mid, mid-season. mid A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, I didn't so know they, that. I don't even know why they do that. <laughs> because of the 90-day probationary period? Yeah, you're probably right. And they always get rid of like one or two. Yeah, you just hope you're not one of those people. And then it's like, yes, I made it. Exactly. I made it past the 90 days. I'm good. (laughs) And then they hire more people just in case. Exactly. (laughs) So good. But yeah, I got, um, I think I want to say it was like the end of April. Like my birthday's on the 23rd. So probably like beginning of May. Oh, right before it gets really busy. Right before Memorial Day week. I think that was my first week in Memorial Day weekend. So I got thrown after training and the whole night. I, they threw me in there and I was like, what, <laughs> what is going on here? <laughs> Pongs is wild. Yeah, that's when like Detritus were like a thing. The thing. Right after that, Poly D. Wasn't Poly D on like a show or something at the Pongs? Um, <laughs> yep. I remember going home and my uh, Fitbit would say like, <laughs> 56,000 steps. You walk 12 miles. You're like, what? And it, was like, it was like 20 or 30. Like, it's so crazy. I go home and just stare at my feet for like 20 minutes and be like, whoa, they are booming right now. <laughs> um, you're, that Palms, you were there for two years, right? I was there for, yeah, two years. And then straight to Beach Club? And right to Beach Club. And it's been home ever since. Yeah, I've been there for what? Ever. Six years at the pool, and then this is my first year at the night. Wait, wait, what? Yeah, I got hired at Uncle Beach Club at night this year. Oh, and that's, is there like a, <laughs> I'm not a night person. I've made I'm not either. <laughs> but you'll be able to work Saturdays, so. Yeah, you work Saturdays usually at the daytime and like busy holidays and stuff. So, I mean, end of the day, the way I looked at it, it was, you know, you audition everywhere and what you get is what you get and just be thankful that you have a job making really good money and I know. you know that's crazy like i uh, for people listening i lasted a year and like a month a year and two months at encore beast <laughs> wait what i don't yeah. remember i remember you were there for like one what one season oh yeah i remember yeah one season i jumped in i was one of those people that came in halfway through the season of one year I, I love Marquis to death, but it was like I had got to my time <laughs> where yeah. it's just time for me to make a move. Otherwise, I was probably going to be, you know, forced to be either in management or I don't know, do yeah, something exactly. silly. So then I, uh, 
you know, just came over to Encore Beach Club. I mean, which is very fortunate. I mean, who I, you know, knowing people worked out, got hired, and then they gave me the second shot, right? Because I just, I got my first day at Encore Beach Club was in like August. And then finished the season, got hired the next year. (laughs) And then at the end of the season, uh, (laughs) right after, was it Labor Day? It was right before? It might have been after, one of the two, whatever. That's why I was like the first person early terminated. <laughs> <laughs> like, see ya. <laughs> yeah. And they got to make sure somebody like, I, I don't really know why they did that. Because then we came in the next day, like the people looking, they were looking forward to coming in, except there was like a little down spot because I was hanging out with them and they just canned me the day before. <laughs> yeah. It's probably a weird situation. <laughs> the thing is all the managers were all, I don't think it was on them to do it. I think they were, they were all really like, oh, I'm sorry, man. That's, that's really whack. Can't believe they did that. Yada, yada, yada. Who knows? But I mean, I didn't hold a grudge longer than the day. I think I drank my way out of it (laughs) by the end of the day. (laughs) Like sayonara. Yeah. But it was also good to see everybody. Like, of course. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to just like, I got called into work (laughs) and you know how you called into work and then you have to stay at the basement floor. (laughs) (laughs) You're like in the little cell. The little holding tank downstairs. And it's like, well, what? And then I got a a message from the lead at the time. He was like, sorry, bro. I mean, it's not, there's nothing he could do, but he was just kind of giving me the heads up. And I was like, dang, man, all because I didn't do the guest list thing. As well as I should have, I guess. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. And this is about <laughs> you. <laughs> I, it's funny. I like knew that, but I like, kind of forgot about it. It's been so long. So it's like, it's funny I to know. like relive like those moments again. Yes. I have to relive some of the, <laughs> I have to relive <laughs> some of my worst moments every time I talk to somebody. But you know, it's fine. Somebody's got to do it. This is, I was like, no, nah, I should actually start asking you questions. Um, <laughs> What have you been doing since quarantine started? Um, honestly, I've been kind of doing the same thing that I was doing not during the quarantine. Yeah. Um, I, like I told you, I do, you said I spend a lot of time in the kitchen. I um, have like a full-time food blog. Um, Al, where do we find you at? Um, my website's well, wellnesskitchenmakeover.com. Oh, cool. And then, yeah, so I have my full website on there with like a bunch of recipes, my blog post. And then on Instagram, I post all of my my recipes and my um, with the recipe and everything in it. Amazing food! It's yeah, annoying, I'll... honestly. <laughs> like, chill out. I'm not trying to be hungry 24 <laughs> seven, and your food makes people hungry. It, it's it's some of the best food, and the best part is like back. I've been wanting to do this since like 2008, and I never. Oh damn! Yeah, it's been a long time, and I wish I would have started years ago. But you can't look back on that. So yeah, for sure, you learned a lot between now and then. Oh, absolutely. I learned how to like build my own website. I learned, you know, I went to school for food photography school over oh, the winter time. Yeah. It's like a whole. Aha. That's the any, trick. <laughs> exactly. Anybody that tells you like if you're running a food blog or a podcast or YouTube, like it's a full-time job. There's so much that goes into it that people don't understand. Yeah. They just get but, the finished product. Exactly. But it's fun. I'm learning so much and it's. Are, yeah. you, get, are you getting fat? Um, I've gained a couple LBs. <laughs> <laughs> but I still do my home workouts and stuff. I don't go to the gym or train with my trainer anymore because of the whole quarantine. So, oh yeah, workouts. who's your trainer? Um, Kevin B. Fit, Kevin Boda. Kevin's coming up on here. 
Okay. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I have, it's been a minute since I talked to Kevin, but we used to talk often and I think he'd be great to, he'll probably mention you on, on here as well. Yeah. He's got the inside of all the industry girls. <laughs> uh, I know, but you were one of his first. Yeah, it was, I think I was one of the first ones. It was this girl, Stephanie Rotuna, who was training with him. And then Tanya. Tanya started training with him. And I was like, you know what? I need, I, where was I training? I was training somewhere else at the time. And then Tanya just, just looks like that though. I mean, like, yeah, she's blessed with her body. She just like walks out of bed. Oh wait, what? Six <laughs> what? <pack>? <laughs> <laughs> but I have to say like, even though she has like, she still works hard. She works so hard. That's good. I mean, she crushes it. Yeah. That's cool. I'll have to talk to Tanya on here too. But yeah. Cool. Uh, do you still, you work, so you're doing home workouts and cooking and the word on return to work is there's no word yet. So they are paying us um, at the wind through the end of the month. So I'm sure in the next week or so we'll probably get an update. They're really good about updating us and letting us, keeping us informed through social media, um, the wire, which is like their website that they have for all of us to like check our oh, yeah. paychecks and stuff. It's like promising, but it's like I'm promising too because you don't know if you're going back. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's only a guarantee that you're going to hear something. <laughs> exactly. It's like waiting for that phone call to get the job back in a weird way. That's the most stressful time. Yeah, it's probably – I feel like every time during auditions, I my skin breaks out, you know. <laughs> all the stress just like, stuff just comes all, to the front. Yeah, drinking lots of wine. Ooh. Do you have like a celebration or afterwards? Like the girl, I see a lot of cheers and toasts after people get the job <laughs> all over town. It's like, yay, your first meal in months. <laughs> it's funny because I always like love this question because for me, like, so I'm a health coach as well. Um, I went to school for that. Oh, shit. And full of tricks. Ash. <laughs> full of tricks. So for me, like learning kind of like I take my health and stuff really seriously. So mm -hmm. my first my first year auditioning. I would eat like, okay, all the girls are taking water pills. They're eating tilapia and asparagus for like a month, like two weeks out. I was like, I have to do that, you know, like very yeah. like uneducated. And like when you learn your body and stuff, like I eat whatever I want. I just make it into a healthier version of that. So if I want tacos, I'm going to make tacos, but I'm going to do it with like lettuce wrap or, you know, not, oh, yeah. not eat processed food. So I eat everything. So I don't really like, the only thing I really crave, I cut out grains because it's kind of hard on my stomach so I kind of cut those out so I'll wait for like to eat sushi but I'll still go out to eat sushi and get my sashimi you know what I mean so yeah. if anything I just wait for you know the girls get excited to go eat somewhere so I get excited <laughs> to go hang out with them and then we can all get together and just eat a feast so that's kind of like yeah, my take on that yeah. <clears throat> if they said there was a like a vaccine you had to take to go back to work would you do it um okay so I'm like Pro vaccine. So, I mean, if the just the win was doing it, I would kind of like ask questions and do my own research on my side, on the side prior to that. Mm -hmm. But if like everybody in the world was doing it, like all the casino I'd, employees had to take this in order to come back to work, I'd probably do it. Why not? I mean, fuck it. <laughs> I don't know. I'd, like I said, I'd probably definitely do my research beforehand. Yeah. And then, I mean, me, go I'm there. going with it. <laughs> I'm putting like, the like, worst things in there all the time. That is very true. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so this is a new question I haven't asked anybody yet. Uh, I want to know what some of the stereotypes you had of cocktail waitresses 
that work in Vegas um, coming in, especially coming from the Red Rock, because that's much different than the Palms or any of the strip. <laughs> it definitely is. And I guess like for me, I really never really had, I, I like knew what people talked about of cocktail servers and bartenders and people in the industry. They're whores, like, all of them. Exactly. We're all, <laughs> you know, everybody's talking to everybody. <laughs> that, that is, that is true. And maybe it happened back in the day. It's so funny. Cause I feel like every, every couple of years, the industry changes a little bit. Um, yeah. but like, like I said, my family, my brother was in it. So I never really had a bad idea of the industry because he was in it and he's family. So, mm. but I would hear people say, you know, everyone's sleeping with each other. It's how you get your job, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what else? Um, don't ever date somebody in Vegas. They all are all horrible people. I'm like, I'm born and raised. I'm pretty normal. So <laughs> thank you, mom and dad for raising me well. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're all gold diggers. What else? Oof. All those things. Were any of them true after you got the job? Um, it's true to some aspect. Right. I don't think it's as prevalent as people think. They think every person they run into is like, oh, yeah, she's probably banging everyone or she probably <laughs> slapped with someone to get this job. It's like, no, nah, man, if you actually talk to uh, her, she's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so true. <laughs> oh, I, I want to know about champagne training because you don't come in knowing the job and it's a sales job. And I mean, I know I've mentioned how much people have sold on the podcast before, mm -hmm. but they're like, yeah, shout out to the training and my staff. But what is all that? Like, what is champagne training? And I guess the whole club, what is club training? It's honestly the most intense training. <laughs> <laughs> like I have out of, out of all my jobs that I've ever had, like this one's probably the most intense. Just <laughs> Especially if like you're your first like you're new, it's like your first year. It's it's so much information to take in, in two weeks and like you're training anywhere from six hours to eight hours a day. Yeah. And it's you know, you're learning a, for champagne especially, like you're learning how to open the champagne the proper way, how to, you know, the right verbiage, where the grapes come from, how it tastes. Ooh. We have like reps that come in that explain everything by detail. We have tastings where we get to taste everything so we know what we're selling. Um, we have full on tests, just like how a restaurant, you know, how a restaurant has, you have to learn the menu from back to front, every ingredient, every allergy. We do the exact same thing. So it's pretty Ooh. intense. It's a lot. It's a lot of studying. It's like brings you back to school all over again with the flashcards and all that stuff. But it's fun. You get to, you learn a lot, you know, when you're out there on the floor, you're so educated that there's no room for error. So I understand why we all do it. Yeah. Especially when it gets hot and the, the, amount of money people are spending exactly. so high you got to know and what happens if you don't know the information like do you have to get a hundred percent do you have to pass with like a 70 percent? do they give you a test to make sure you know how do you so they so at the end of the two weeks or whatever the training is they give us like a written test where we have to write out like the floor chart like all the numbers like all the different sh the prices of the champagnes of of other bottles and all that stuff. So yeah, it's a full on test. I don't really know the percentage. It's just pretty much like don't mess up or you're not going to work. If not, you have to really take it. <laughs> I thought you had this, like, you couldn't, you couldn't get any wrong. I feel like my first, like at Encore Beach, like my first couple years, I feel like it was like that. Then the training was so intense. Like girls would cry. It was just like, <laughs> they, <laughs> they put on like this big, like we were very, I feel like back then, like they made it seem like your job was, 
irreplaceable. Like, like no one can take over your job. You are so lucky to be here. So you have two weeks to learn everything. So get it all right. If not, like we will replace you with another girl that was waiting in line. By the end of the day. (laughs) Exactly. And they will. Yeah. uh, I know firsthand. (laughs) You're like, I got the boot. (laughs) Yeah. I will say also that that test, because I was. uh, Yeah, you took it. Yeah. I was getting hired in the middle of the year. And they're like, well, you know, you've done your training, but you have to pass the test. And I'm like, I'll be fine. And then they gave me the test. I was like, I just sat there. (laughs) (laughs) I just sat there and stared at it. And two waitresses, luckily, I think, or maybe one was a bartender, came in and just like shot me all the answers real quick. Dang. They just like shut the door and then said this, this, this. I said, I don't know any of these. (laughs) So funny. And you can't cheat. Oh, but I did. I had to. What do you mean? Is it that I wasn't going to work? And, you know, I'd already done two weeks of training. I think I trained during uh, Memorial Day weekend or or right up until that point, something like that. But regardless, uh, shout out to whoever that was that helped me out with that test. Oh, my gosh. Thanks for all the answers, homie. Homies. It took multiple. (laughs) It took multiple people to help me because if if not, it would have been bad. Um, Yeah, it's intense. The champagne training, you said how to open a bottle. Like, is I, I know, but somebody was like, is there a real way you're supposed to open champagne? Like, don't you just pop the cork? No. So there, I, there is a real way to open it. Um, you know how some people, like, use their thumb, like, pop the little cork thing off and goes flying in there. I am mm. so scared of those corks. So I'm like, <laughs> keep your thumb on the top. Bud. Like, <laughs> if that thing hits somebody, you're going to kill someone. Seriously, people think it's a joke. I should put yeah. that clip from Dumb and Dumber where they kill the oh bird. Oh, my God. Right so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's – you just, you know, make sure the label's facing forward so the guest knows exactly what what they're drinking. Make sure it's the right bottle. And then keep your thumb always on top. You twirl, take off the, the little, little foil. Cage. You actually keep – at Encore, they have us keep the birdcage on. Look at me learning something new. <laughs> but everywhere is different. Um, and then you just slowly open it, and you don't want it to make that pop noise. You want it to kind of just make that little fizz noise and – Voila. Look at that. Oh, t- podcast champagne training, ladies and gentlemen. Now one. Let the, <laughs> let the label face forward. Now two. <laughs> oh, um, who teaches you guys this stuff? Um, usually our cocktail manager. Our cocktail manager really? will teach us how to do it. Or like re- a couple returners will go up and, you know, practice. We open, if you're first time ever opening it, you will open so many bottles of champagne during training that you'll know how to open a bottle of champagne for the rest of your life. <laughs> we do it. We do it so much. Do you guys talk to the um, like brand ambassadors about stuff? Like, do they teach you anything new or do you guys t- contact them? Um, I personally don't contact them, but they do come in during training and, you know, we have so many different brands. I mean, look how many brands of alcohol there is nowadays, but they all come in and they do their trainings and they're so cool about asking questions and all that stuff. Yeah, I don't really keep in contact with them, though. My boyfriend actually works at for Breakthrough Beverage, which is a liquor distributor. So, Oh, damn. His, like, main brands are, like, Jack Daniels and all that stuff. So I actually am in contact with them through him. <laughs> You're like, no, I don't really contact <laughs> them. Except for one of them. He's kind of my boyfriend. <laughs> I kind of lives right here. He's right next to me. But other than that, I don't know any of them. <laughs> I, made him, I made him stay upstairs today with the dogs. Nice. We take it serious. Yeah, I'm like, I need all, I need my time. Quiet. You're like, I need the whole floor, please. Thanks. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Quiet up there. 
Well, tell him I said thanks. I appreciate that. I will. Uh, nightlife or day life? So this is a funny question for me because, like I said, I don't. I'm not a morning person. I don't like waking up early. I like to sleep in and. Yeah. I'm really sleeping. I like to just lay in bed for like a good hour and like <laughs> do my emails and edit photos and just like have like that time to myself or read or something. But I'm a night owl. I stay up super late, but I'm definitely a daytime girl. I like having, you know, working the weekends, having working the daytime and coming home and having normal hours. I feel like when you work the nights, you kind of get your sleeping schedule gets all messed up. Mm-hmm. And it's just a different it's just a different, I just feel like you're either one or the other, you know? Yeah. I, I think when I was younger, it was much easier to just oh, yeah. do both. I was like, yo, sign me up for the whole thing, player. I'll work daytime, <laughs> nighttime, overtime, double time, whatever you need. Mm-hmm. But then as I like year around like year four or five, there was, <laughs> there was like a, a definite time where I remember going to my general manager and saying like, why do I have to work nights? Like, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I was like, what's the, f-? not why, but uh, I'm not good at it. So yeah. what can we do? How do I just work the daytime? And I figured it out, but then, ugh. <laughs> I felt the same way. I feel like, you know, when you, like you said, when you're younger, my first couple of years, I would work the daytime and then work doubles and just wanted to work so much. I was just like working so much. And then now I'm like, oh my gosh, if I have to work at nighttime or go do like a double like that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna die. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can't do it. I can't, I can't do them anymore. I told uh, Chris Means did uh-huh. all of my night shifts for a whole year. That's crazy. We just like set it up. I said, hey man, you want? Do you? He was in the mood to pick up as many shifts as he could. I was like, you mm-hmm. can have, you can have every one of them, whether it's packed or not. I do not want them. Yeah, and it then, takes a uh, toll on you. It does, and I'm old. Jeez. How hard is working outside, like day life? It's 110, 100, 110 degrees for probably two months, two and a half months out of the year. How mm-hmm. hard is that working? Or how hard is that on your body working outside like that, especially in the pace and the environment and the stress? I feel like it's a lot. Um, you know, a lot of people get mis- like get this misconception of, you know, oh, you only work three days, your job's so easy, you just like you're outside all day, but it's, it's a lot, you know, if I had to work more than three days at a day club or a night club, I probably wouldn't do it. Um, <laughs> it's, just, it's just so hard. Like you're out all day in the, in the heat. It's so busy that you don't really pay attention to the heat unless you have like a time for doing a presentation. You're just like standing there. Then you're like, oh my God, it's so hot. You know? <laughs> yeah. But like you're on wedges all day. You're walking around. You're walking 12 plus, what, 20 miles Oof. a day running around like a crazy person. Um, you know, skincare is super important, especially being out in the sun when you have to remember in the two seconds you have to drink a sip of water to put on extra <laughs> sunscreen. It's like, do I hydrate or moisturize? Yeah. And you don't like, you get double sat and it's like tables are coming and they want new things all the time. It's like, you barely have time to eat. So it's like, you're living off protein bars, trying to eat properly. And then, you know, it's, it's a lot, it's fun, but it's, it's a lot of work. Yeah. You earn your time off. Whew. Yeah, Exactly. Do, do, do. That was awesome. Oh, I wanted to continue what you just said. What uh-huh. does it mean to be double sat or triple sat? Or what, when people say they're getting sat, what does that mean? So you usually get designated, say you're in cabanas for the day, you usually get three cabanas, I want to say. 
Um, and a table will come in and they'll get sat. Mind you, you're the only girl in that section with your busser and, and you have your neighboring cocktail service as well, but you'll get sat. And I don't know what the hosts do, but they'll sit you again and then you'll get double sat again. So you're taking three orders and mind you, some people, you don't even know what these people are ordering. We're not doing single cocktails. It's all bottle service. So, you know, it's a bottle of champagne, a bottle of vodka, and then another table wants, oh, I want to do a presentation to start. And you're like, okay, well, I, you have to bring all that out. It's just, it's just so chaotic and it's like multitasking to like the extreme. Mm, thousands of to- dollars are, are, each of these orders could be exactly. three, five, seven thousand dollars <laughs> Exactly. And you don't know what they're paying. They want to pay $10,000 in cash. That That's a whole nother process. You have to sit there and count the cash. Then it's like, they all want to split the the card three ways that's like the max so it's like okay cool give me one card and we'll figure it out at the end and it's like a room charge it's like then you got to call the hotel and you're waiting for 10 minutes on the phone to get the confirmation code oh my gosh yeah. i used to remember the look on waitresses faces <laughs> when they're on hold just in the pissed. back it's like i'm just people are getting more and more angry with me and i'm sitting here on the phone on hold talking to the casino <laughs> Yeah. And you think you would even enjoy those times because we're like in in the service well and like the shade and like, but no, yeah. you're like, I got to go back out there immediately. Yeah. It's like, I would rather take what's coming out there than be in here and pretend like they're not waiting for me out there. Exactly. Um, <laughs> what's the difference or what are, what are the differences five years versus coming in at 22 years old? I feel like when you're, tw- I don't know. So like, this question is kind of a lot, I feel, because when you're, when you're in it at five or six years in, you're very, especially if you're getting hired back at the same place, you're very comfortable. You know what to do. You know what the expectations are. You know how hard you have to work. You know what money you're making. You know everything, right? Yeah. And so when you have a girl coming in, we've all been there. I've had my first year once, you know. You know, coming in there, you're excited. You're, you know, you've, you've heard that you're, you're going to make a lot of money. You heard, you know, you love the music. You know, you're still going to EDC. You're still partying all the time. You know, so I feel like a lot of, you're just, I can't even, I'm trying to think here. You're just very not polished. Is that a thing? Ooh, that's a good word. You're not, I mean, you're just not, yeah, you, you don't know what to expect. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know? And I feel like a lot of like the younger people kind of get like upset with the older girls because you know, they're mean. They're mean. N- no, so mean. Well, they're mean, but they're not mean because I feel like they're mean because you suck. Just because you suck. That's your job at the beginning. Like you can't know, right? So they're just all happy and they want to be friends and talk to guests. And it's like, yo, we're here to make money. <laughs> it's funny actually you say that because like my first season there I made all my friends and then after that I was like okay I'm done making friends <laughs> <laughs> what I feel like I mean there's uh, a, a couple that'll a couple of girls came in later on into being my friends but like majority of them are kind of like we all like started together and you know we're all like so close still oh my gosh are you one of the mean girls I'm not I'm not part of that group <laughs> I'm gonna have to ask other people I feel like a lot of people that meet me at first they I kind of come off as being a standoffish yeah just because i'm very blunt and just, i'm very sarcastic i'm very sarcastic too and like i don't have the expression behind it so people don't know if i'm serious or not i'm like girl i'm just kidding like chill out i, I know but it's hard to tell and it's like i can't so tell actually to tell. is a 
<laughs> Jen being serious right now or <laughs> not? But after like the first week, I think by the end of uh, like I had worked with you one time, like I was your buster one time, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. But if not, like, well, that girl's, I think she's funny. Other people are always laughing when she's around, but otherwise she walks around glasses on and straight face. And <laughs> that's that. <laughs> that's that. I feel like another one too, with the like being 21 and being a couple years in is, you know, when you're 21, think about like responsibilities you have in life. Like you're living up your twenties. Like that's like the time for you to like learn and grow and kind of like, you know, you're young, you're probably still living at home. I think I was living at home at 21 first when I was 21 and like you don't have bills but then you know these girls that have been in it for five or six years that are you know been there for some time they know what money to make we only work what seven months out of the year I think it is Uh, I think that I think it is right from yeah start training 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 is a lot auditions is a lot prepare preparing for auditions is a lot so it's not you're working for seven months but you're nervous and stressed out for the other five that is very true (laughs) Like I said, being older and stuff, now, especially now, because I am one of the older girls. I never thought that day would come, but here I am. You still look young. <laughs> I know. Thank God. Thank God I have good genes. But I'm just still waiting for that day to wake up and be like, well, who the hell are you? <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> but, like, now, like, you know, we have car payments. You know, people have houses and mortgages to pay for. So it's like. Kids. And, these gr- and kids, yeah, families. Like, that's huge. And so when these when you're 21, you're coming in there and it's like, you're just like messing around and someone that's been there looks at you and you know, you're not working hard. It's like, girl, I got like, I got a mortgage to pay for. I got kids to feed. Like, let's go, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm glad because it make it seem like, uh, it's all, it is a party, right? You're throwing a party, it is. but, and people say, how can you live there? But a lot of people that work in these clubs have built families lives mm-hmm. uh these you know huge comfortable situations right outside of the strip which is awesome and I, it does take a few years to build up and then because you have to you have to like go through it your yeah. first year exactly. and by the end of your first year you're like whoa what whoa. happened <laughs> <laughs> we, we all made it or there's new people that join in there's some people that are gone and yeah. it's like whoa but then you get used to seeing that um that's a good answer Thanks. Next question, segueing into that, because you have to get rehired every year at uh, some of these jobs. Does social media, I don't remember that being a part of the job, the interview process when I started. And then now it's huge. Yeah. It's a huge part of what happens when you get hired. So I think the social media, I think I have two answers to this question. So I, okay, so basically when you get hired, especially at Encore Beach Club, you're hired as a marketing a mod- marketing model cocktail server. So the marketing aspect of it is you have to market the club and, you know, we have requirements for that. So we have to post like three stories a week on our Instagrams. I think, I don't even know if they added TikTok. I've only worked one shift this year. Season, yeah. Until the quarantine, but, and then one post a week on your social media. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they do that, I totally get it because I use social media for my own branding of um, Wellness Kitchen Makeover. But, I mean, it's a big part when you have, you know, everybody, say there's 100 employees and everyone's posting these things, you know, that's, it's going viral technically. And, you know, there's times that you're having the post of, say, it's 5 p.m. Everyone's feed is just Encore Beach Club, Encore Beach It gets annoying, but that one person that sees this can be like, oh, wow, like, cool, Encore Beach Club is doing something today. So 
I see the reason why they do it. And I feel like now that the whole, I think people, I can't, I hope to God Instagram takes away likes and all that stuff because people get so wrapped up. And I feel like a lot of upper management does. They get so wrapped up. Like, oh, that girl has 1 million followers. We got to hire her. But just because she has 1 million followers doesn't mean she's a great worker. Oh, for sure. You know, um, our, I, I mean, I wouldn't say, well, no, she was the highest seller. I just had her on Chrissy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Chrissy has like, she is a beast, yep. but you look at her Instagram, she's got like, you know, 5,000 followers or mm-hmm. something. And it's like, well, in comparison to some girls that have three, four, 500,000, like if you're going to, if you miss out on that, Chrissy sold like 1.2 million in like yeah, six in six months. Wild. And, yeah. So it's like, uh, it's a, it's interesting to see how it comes into play because obviously you want people working for you that can bring in clientele, right? If somebody has a hundred thousand followers, it's like, that's, that's free marketing. Absolutely. Free branding. Mm-hmm. And, but then if that person comes in and like, well, I have a hundred thousand followers, like I shouldn't have to, if I have to post for you, then why do I have to do guest list? Or if I post for you, exactly, there should be other. So it's, it's interesting, but um, it wasn't such a factor when we first started. started. Yeah, no, yeah. it never was. And I just feel like now, like, Social media is everything, you know, and I always tell people too, just because you have a social media following, you know, figure out another way of, you know, getting your, I call them like super fans. They're like your, you know, those people that show up on your Instagram every day. They're always commenting. They're always liking, you know, those are the people that, you know, you do it for, you know? Oh, 100%. And it's like, figure out another way to keep in touch with those people. So if Instagram goes away tomorrow, like, who are you? You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, shit. Ain't it going nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah right I was, I was thinking the same thing like in a sense this the strip kind of went away for a little while yeah and i'm like oh well now i'm <laughs> like uh do i still do a pod- podcast yeah. talking about the strip but i mean it's for me and the people i talk to it, it kind of has a nostalgic mm-hmm. feel to it a little bit we talk about old stuff and then i mean there's no way they can keep people out of vegas there's no way. No, so. it's going to be different for sure. But like I said, I feel like each couple of years there's a new wave and this is just the wave we're living in right now. So yeah, exactly. Adding to the social media question, that means filters, plastic surgeries, Botox injections. Let me tell you what, I never heard the term preventative until I moved to Las Vegas. Yep. <laughs> until I moved to Las Vegas. I was like, wait, you mean to tell me people are getting injections to prevent further injections or injections to prevent later injections i'm confused but <laughs> i mean you know i i just wash my face with with regular water so <laughs> oh my god i'm not i'm not qualified to talk about this you're like uh, i'm not qualified well i'm not really either i mean i okay so this is kind of like a back end between all this um so like you said it fillers and botox um it all is preventative i think especially botox is because you're helping you know, you're getting injected for the wrinkles, right? And so over time, if those wrinkles aren't, you know, if you're not moving and those wrinkles aren't moving, the wrinkles are not going to be as prominent when you get older. Right. So you look younger. So it definitely is preventative. Um, I used to actually- Damn, I'm going to look old. <laughs> just, here's the, okay. So let me get into this. I'm excited about this. So I used to work at like a medical office doing aesthetics and all that stuff. I'm like certified oh, in cool. like PRP and all that stuff. So I got the edge. What is that? I don't know what that is, player. Playment rich plasma. Oh, well to me that stands for player run practices. Hey, <laughs> gang, gang. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so something rich plasma. <laughs> yeah, so it's just PRP. It's called, um, it's like, I can't even go into it. 
We'll just stick on the Botox and the other thing. Sorry, I'm an uncultured swine. No, that's I need okay. To know these <laughs> it just helps rebuild the, the collagen in like your skin. So it makes you look younger. Boom. Got it. Um, but I got very educated on, you know, having the reps come in and the Botox reps and all those other people. Whoa. And so, like I said, it helps prevent it. They think of like a piece of paper, like when you crumble it up and it goes in the trash. You crumble it up and you get those, <laughs> it goes in the trash. <laughs> no, you get the wrinkles on it. You get like the crinkles in it, you know? And when mm-hmm. you're filling that over time, like ironing it down, ironing it down, like with the, with the Botox, you're not going to have those prominent wrinkles over time. But I'm, I'm all for it. I've had Botox before. I haven't gotten it in a long time because it's just expensive, but I haven't. What does it cost? It's, if I can it's like $450 for like a syringe, which is a one-time use, 50 units, which is a lot. Like my face, I only need like 12 units. So it's like a waste. Mm, define need. What do you mean? Oh, like need. So um, obviously you know, everyone likes a different style. Some girls like having their face not move at all. Some girls like it natural. Sometimes, you know, you, you want to just not be able to smile, I guess. I don't know. But I don't know. Everyone. <laughs> they can't blink. They can't blink. <laughs> I'm just imagining that right now. I've seen it. But it just depends. I mean, like I said, I'm all for it. And the way I look at it too, like fillers and plastic surgery and stuff is, you know, if you're insecure about something in your body, just, you know, fix it. There's nothing, nothing wrong bitch. with it, I don't think, as long as you're doing it for the right reasons and not. I just feel like now, like everyone's starting to look the same with it. Yeah. I mean, once you find out what's popular, then. You know, it was a mad rush. Yeah. For it. It's funny too, because I remember like my first year at Encore Beach Club. I was like, oh, like I was thinking about I was the only girl, me and another girl, the only two girls that didn't have our boobs boobs done. And Oh damn, out of all out of, them? of all of out of like forty something girls, we were the only two. I mean, I don't have my boobs done either. So. <laughs> it was just us three. Guy- don't forget. <laughs> just it was just us three, just chilling there. <laughs> and I remember I was like, Oh, I want to get them done. Everybody has them. And you know, I was twenty three 22 you know when everybody around you has yeah, them yeah and at that time like that was like the the, the peak of breast implants you know mm-hmm. and then it was like the butt implants later on and all those other things but god those are scary yeah they are but um my girlfriends were like don't do it and they all had their boobs on. i was like why like you guys have yours done and then i was like okay i'm gonna wait a year and see if i still want to get them done and so it was a year later and i was like i'm so happy i didn't get them done Oh, wow. I would say, like, if you're going to do something big like that, wait a year. I mean, what's the harm? Yeah, you have the cash now, yeah. but, like, just wait a year. If you want to get them done, get them done. And I'll probably get them done after I have children. Right. But, yeah. Right. There's no judging. Exactly. And, it, like I said, if you're insecure about something, get it fixed. I mean, as long as you feel better, that's all that matters. Yeah, right. You don't want to go into these jobs without, like, full confidence. Exactly. It's too. T- it's tough. Um, speaking of getting these jobs with full confidence, what's a, what's a fast pass for returners? And if you're not, how hard is it to get through the interview process? Oh, gosh. This brings back horse, horror stories. I'm just Doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's just a weird time. It's a weird time. Interviews, there's no other job I've ever interviewed for where I was so nervous, especially even being like a returner and coming back in. I'm still as nervous as I was year one. Right. It's the craziest thing. But usually if you're a returner um, at different place, well, obviously you're, if you're returning to one place. Um, you, the managers will, they recognize you. So they let you like skip the line and you kind of go through the process a little bit easier, but you still have to go audition at other places. I remember when I went to wet Republic this year, I waited in line, my whole interview process, the time I waited, got to the front, got to do a one, maybe 30 second interview with people. (laughs) 
I waited in line for eight hours. Stop. Eight hours. What? Yeah. Can't you, um, aren't there like passes from hosts and stuff that people could there is. shimmy off? There is, but I'm really, I don't know. I'm not really connected. Like I'm connected with the win and encore and a couple of the- You're connected with the people that work everywhere. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's usually. Maybe just not the management section. Exactly. Like the year before that I had like emailed like a fast pass, but it still took five, six hours, you know? Oh my gosh. Makes my heart. I, and Mark, I went to Mark Keegan this year and they, I waited literally like eight hours for at least the interview was like at least five minutes. Totally thought I had that job. Ooh. The guy totally played me. <laughs> Ooh, who, who interviewed you? I don't even know who it was. Hmm. Um, Marquis, they get the longest interviews. They do. And I, I respect that because I wouldn't. At least they get to know you a li- like more than, hey, I'm Ashley. Hi. Bye. Hi, I'm Ashley. <laughs> uh, what's something unique? I don't know. You've seen, I don't know anymore. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like the longer you longer you wait too, the more you start to like second guess your life. <laughs> you're like, why am I here? Why am I waiting this long? And then you're like, oh my gosh, that girl's so pretty. Do I look pretty? Is my makeup still on? Like you start to like go crazy in your own head and you just have to like remember just to like stay focused. You already prepare prepared. <laughs> You're already prepared. You're almost there. Like, you can do it. Breathe. Don't worry. Food is on the other side of this talk. Yeah, that's the biggest thing, too. You don't eat until it's over because you think it helps you. Your stomach's safe flatter, mm. but yeah, then afterwards you binge eat and you're like, who? Then you eat and, and you're like, Ashley, <laughs> that was my name. Damn oh, it. here I am. I'm back. Yeah. What's an, what are outings? Um, so outings are where you, where the management picks a night. And we all go out to club to go support the other venues. For example, if, you know, the girls at Encore Beach Club, we have an outing on Monday. We'll go to Marquee and just support the venue and show our support and help them fill their club. I feel like that's a big reason why we do have these outings. Usually on like a slower night, we'll go to Excess and it's a slower night. So we'll go. It's a chance for all of us to go out together, do go out and drink and hang out and the excess mirror. That mirror, man. It's coming. The excess bathroom mirror. I've never been in there. I need, an, I need my own excess bathroom mirror. It's big. funny. You've never been to the excess bathroom? You've never been? Uh, not uh, without being completely drunk. Okay. Because I'm like, you guys probably, the men probably <laughs> have the same exact mirrors that we do, but the women are in there for like, you're like, where did she go? No, we don't have a- um, You don't? Like a setup. It's just that, yeah, you piss and wash your hands and then bounce. But there's mirrors in there, correct? With like the little, uh, sure. You're like, yeah, I don't probably. <laughs> Honestly, like I've only been to excess a handful of times and it's always ended the same. So. I need to go in there one random night when we're like training and not busy when it's shut down just so I can make sure. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Go check out the men's bathroom. You're like, damn, they don't even have mirrors <laughs> in here. They, <laughs> it just says the wall just says bounce. Homie. Yeah. Right. Pee and wash your hands later. <laughs> yeah. But those mirrors are like, uh, I don't. Why are they so popular? Just the lighting. Lighting's everything when you're taking photos in general. Like, I've never seen a bathroom that has a hashtag. Yeah. I feel like I've spent the majority. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, guys, I'm going home. And we'd go to the, like, do a run to the bathroom and spend, like, 30 minutes doing a photo shoot before we even go home. <laughs> you leave at the same time. The people, I thought we thought y'all left. Like, oh, yeah, oh, photo shoot. <laughs> yeah, photo shoot before we bounce. Don't worry. Next time XS opens up, I'm going to do my own. Oh, my gosh. The men start doing it. They're like, hey, look at us. Look at this lighting. Gosh. So funny. I'm so chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you guys allowed to drink with guests, like, in outings or at work? 
outings, yes, we're allowed to drink because we're not on the clock. Um, we're not getting paid for that. Ooh. Yeah. Bummer. I know. You don't get paid for it. But like I said, you get to drink <laughs> if you want to drink. Ooh. Yeah, you can drink your weight. You can drink your wage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like that. Oh, man. Um, but no, we're not allowed to drink. But not with guests? There's when um, an encore have like a zero tolerance for that. So we don't get to drink. I think it would help. If having a couple get a little buzz going, I feel like. Yeah, it makes everything easier. Exactly. Especially when you're like, you're selling bottles that are $30,000. And the guy's like, hey, what's your favorite? <laughs> I'll buy your favorite one if you can drink it with me. It's like, sweet. The big, huge one. The big red one, homie. Yeah, that, that one. one. <laughs> that one. <laughs> the finger just goes to the bottom of the menu. <laughs> right down yep. here. It's the only one I can drink. The midlife crisis. Thank you. Um, I'm not going to lie. Somebody at Somebody told me I could drink. When I was working at uh, Encore. There you go. One of the high ups. They're like, you can drink with them. I was like, no, I can't. You're like, this is a test. <laughs> and, yeah, don't. I, I still got fun. That's probably why. <laughs> oh, wait, you didn't even drink. <laughs> I didn't even do it. No, I was not about to oh do that. Oh, my gosh. But that's funny. After, oh, yeah, that's an, I'm about to skip over a question <laughs> here. The, uh, the service well. What is a service well and what the hell is going on back there? <laughs> so... The service well is basically where you put your orders in and you get your bottles that you bring out to the tables. Um, at the win, the bartenders ring in everything for us. I think we're the only... The superheroes. On Encore Beach Club, not just the win, because I think Excess rings in their own stuff. But Encore Beach Club. Those bartenders. Yeah, they work so hard. <laughs> they, they literally crush it. <laughs> they do everything. Yeah, they do everything. All we... I mean... Yeah, they ring in everything. They handle all the cash that we get. You know, we just literally have to write on a piece of paper and order. And it's like, that's the one job we have. And it's like, and it's, it's still, still tough. tough. <laughs> <laughs> like chicken scratch. Everyone's can't read our handwriting. They're like, dude, just like write it normal. You th uh, could you imagine being a new girl and handing oh Tabber uh, an incorrect order? He's just going to crumble it up and throw it's it. So, it's so Ooh. funny because he actually posted the other day on Instagram. And he was like, he posted like a memory of like at the pool or something. And he was like, I'll I promise I'll never yell at another cocktail server. <laughs> <laughs> I was so, I was yeah, so scared I of mean... him my first year. Now I'm like, we're like really good friends. It's so funny because he has like a personality kind of like how I do. He, he just comes off so mean, but he's really just like so cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he's dope. I, I think uh, I, after I got over the light skin jokes, we, <laughs> we, were, <laughs> we were all homies. Yeah, he, he's a homie. The, so the service well <laughs> is where the bartenders do everything and you guys can, but I feel like they're always telling people not to hang out in the service yeah, well. Yeah, because they want you to be at your table. I mean, end of the day, you know, you're not there to, it's a job. So you need to go out and hang out with your tables, get to know them, build that relationship. So when you do sell things, it's a lot easier, you know, yeah. and having them trust that's you and, you know, just building. That's why I like the daytime too, is like you're out there, you're with these people from like 10 a.m. till 8 o'clock at night. Well, seven o'clock at night, maybe. And, you know, you're building, Ooh. you're building a relationship with them at the nightclub. It's like, yo, I can't hear you. What do you want? Like, you know? Yeah. It's an angry or not angry. It's just like, yo, you have to be loud. It's got to be quick. And the pace is much more frantic. Right. The day club. I mean, especially like Kygo yeah. is playing. <laughs> Everybody's bobbing around. <laughs> Big trust. Exactly. But the service walls too are fun though, because you know, you have dance parties back there. You, they have music playing. So, and at the end of the day, we get, whatever leftover food the grill has. So it's like a big feast. So it's, it has, it's, it's fun yeah. too. Yeah. 
I can't hang back. I can't hang out back there because uh, that's where people get pregnant, and I'm not. Oh gosh, whatever's to... in that wind water. Ooh, I'm saying. <laughs> that's why I just. That's why they let me go early. They're like, ah, oh, he's not gonna get pregnant. You're like, get, get him, him out, out of here, here now. <laughs> <laughs> um, after a few years in, like when you're selling, is there a favorite like brand that you like to just? Is there a way that you you got it down? You like to start people who say they want to drink. Um, they ask you for your recommendation. Do you go with your favorite or do you go with the most expensive? It honestly just depends on the table. Um, if I know they have money, I'll probably, my favorite's um, PJ, PJ Rosé. That's probably like my go-to just because I personally like it and I drink it. Ah, does it make it easier to sell knowing it does. it's your favorite? You can just talk about it all day long. You know what I mean? You can just, it's, yeah. you know, it's just like anything. If you know something very well and you like it, then it's easier to talk about it than it's talking about it off the charts. But, I mean, we go through that extensive training for that reason, so we are familiar with tons of brands. But I just start with PJ. Like, it's probably one of our least lower-end bottles. But then, depending on the table, they have more money. You kind of just do the Dom Perignon. You kind of just work your way up. Get them. What about your favorite brand to drink? So, this is funny because I used to love tequila. Like, tequila on the rocks. (laughs) Don Julio is, like, my favorite. I like the Blanco or Anejo or 1942, obviously. I just feel my lungs heat up. Everything's got know, real right? hot. I got a little hot too. <laughs> <laughs> but recently, I've been switching over to gin. Really? I, I don't know. I feel like so cool about it. <laughs> but yeah, I've just been drinking gin. Like I said, my boyfriend has a liquor distributor, so he has so much alcohol. It's ridiculous. And he doesn't really drink. So I just drink like Hendrix. Oh, man. I had a um, a flavored Hendrix. Oh, Really? Yeah, it was like the the this floral Hendrix bottle. Oh, I think I know exactly which one you're talking about. It was incredible. You could drink that straight yeah. up. But yeah, I switched over to that. And I always drink wine. Like I'm like a big I love wine. So a vino. I am now too. I'm just figuring it all I out. I feel lately like when I drink wine, I don't get hungover. When I drink any hard liquor, if it's one cocktail, a shot, like I'm hungover. Yeah, that's yeah, just because we're old. Sad. <laughs> Um, speaking of being old, <laughs> after hearing all the sets over years, so who do you have a favorite set or favorite DJ? Um, I would say my favorite DJ still is David Guetta. I think because he makes us the most money. <laughs> <laughs> this is the sexiest pool party <laughs> in the whole and world. And that was going to be my next thing because he does that everything, every single set. And he's like, thank you, excess. I'm like, homie, you're still at Encore Beach Club. <laughs> <laughs> He does it every time he comes on set, but he's, yeah, I feel like he throws a really good party. And I like Kygo. I think I like Kygo just because I like the slower kind of like music in general. Yeah. Rather than the, like that, it's, it's a different kind of energy. Yeah. Those are probably my two favorites. Other than that. Cool. Next question. Moving on. Do you spend money differently after a few seasons in? Yes. I feel like I do. I remember like my first couple years, I would just, like I said, you don't have back to that question when you're 21 and five or six years in. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't you don't have a lot of bills when you're younger, and you know now. Before I would just blow it on honestly food. Like I never really was one to like shop and buy like the newest. You know, every year treat myself to like a purse or like shoes or something. Like I was like, okay, I'm gonna go like go eat somewhere and spend like three hundred dollars. Like that's my life. Um, <laughs> I would say, yeah, I spend it differently now. I mean, now as you're getting older. You know, the industry jobs, they do have a shelf life. So you kind of have to start planning out your life in general and 
figuring out your next plan B, your next step and kind of build towards that. So like I said, you know, I, I own a home now, so I'm saving my money now to get my backyard done and, you know, to start my future and putting investing in my food blog and that kind of stuff. Whereas when you're younger, when I was younger, I would just blow it on traveling. And I think traveling once a year is still good, by the way. Um, I don't and think... food and all that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, duh. <laughs> duh. Gotta travel. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially all the stories you hear from everybody you meet from all over the world. They're like, oh, when you come to fucking Amsterdam, I'm going to take care of you. <laughs> You're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, buddy. When I do get out there, I'm going to call you. And they're not yeah, going right. to answer. I know. They'd be like, what? In Vegas? I've never been there. That's actually really funny. Give me time today, you get that. I'll fly you out here. You're like, okay, how about you just buy me a car instead? Yeah. Or Venmo me right now. <laughs> right. Give it. That's what Lena said. She was like, okay, buddy, buy me a freaking house. Exactly. Right now. <laughs> yeah, they always say that too. Let me buy you a house. I'm like, do it. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> I'm right here. Here's my ID. Where are we looking? I found a cute spot up in Henderson. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, here it is, right here. Um, You're like, oh, cool. It's this one. Like, so what? Funny. No, this is the one I want. So um, bad. What happens if you guys do exit interviews every year? We do. I personally, for being there, what, six years, I haven't done an exit interview. Really? I just felt like, you know, everyone, the things you say in general, like, I don't know, if you want, if you say something positive, I feel like they give you the positive. You talk to your managers all year long, in my opinion. So, you know, if I have an issue, you know, I bring it up. If I don't, then I just, you know, give my two cents. But at the end of the day, like, I don't know. I just don't, I didn't do one. I just didn't felt like the need to do one. If you say something wrong and you're, jeopardizing your job for the following year i mean oh, i didn't know it was optional i don't i don't know if it is or not i just haven't got one <laughs> yeah well i guess you consider yourself lucky <laughs> so that that's a i think you're like me where they can tell everything they need to know just by looking at me <laughs> <laughs> like you can see it on my face 95 percent of the time what i'm thinking so uh see that gets me in trouble though because i'm always just like zoned out working hard just like, is she happy? Is she sad? Is she okay? I'm like, dude, I'm chilling. I'm just busting my butt. Just been... That's that. <laughs> I'm not happy. <laughs> like, I'm not happy. They're like, Evan looks pissed. Then I'm probably pissed. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say I'm a genuinely, I'm a really happy person. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. Good. Okay, moving on, moving on. I asked the, inter the exit interview question because uh, you get hired with new people every year. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of weird. Or it's like a humbling experience, kind of like you said, like, you know, you, everybody tries for everything and you're just happy what you get. Like one year you could be working some weird off the strip place and then you could be working what Republic or back and forth. The relationships you build with coworkers, is it kind of weird? Does that like affect you? Honestly, not really. I mean... Like I said, I feel like a lot of the times when you're auditioning, you know, you, you have your close friends that you've worked with for the past two, three years. And I feel like if anything, like, I feel like, you know, who your close friends are during auditions, you, you, you know, it's like jobs in general, when you have friends and stuff, mm -hmm. you know, after, after the job's over, do you still talk to them? You know? So I feel like your close friends are always there to support you during like the interview process. If you don't get the job, like I experienced it this year, you know, I didn't get hired back at the pool. I got hired at Encore Beach Club at night. So, you know, I had 
some people hit me up and, you know, ask how I was doing and checking up on me. Cause you know, when you go work, working at daytime, which is what the job you want and you get put at a nighttime gig where you're not working with all your friends, like it's hard, you know? Yeah. It's different for sure. Yeah. It's like, it's definitely different, you know, just having those girls that did check up on me and the, and the girls that didn't say anything at all, you know, who they, your true friends are. So I, but I, and when you're all working together and stuff, it's, you're not competing. It's all fun. Like we're all making the same money. You know, you're all trying to, we're all there for a reason. So that's a good, I, I always wondered if people thought at some point it was competitive, you know, cause there's only, you know, there's 60 spots and there's yeah. thousands of people trying and there's hundreds of girls who are capable, who have had the job either that, that place or right down the street. And I mean, I say girls because busters guys, I don't even know how I have no advice. <laughs> on how to be on how to be a guy in Las Vegas. The best advice I have is to not do it. <laughs> That's it. Just don't don't you're not going to save any money. Yeah. Uh, it's really hard to make money. Not 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 really hard to make money, but like a lot of those spots are already taken. Yeah, true. <laughs> and these guys aren't easily giving them up. So, but for girls, they they seem to like there's always that on edge part about younger you know, eager girls that are coming in. So to me, that would make me competitive. Yeah, I feel like you get competitive. Like I'm a very competitive person in general. So I feel like I just take the competitiveness to like myself and kind of yeah take it out that way. But I feel like when it comes to like the girls in general, it's, you know, if you're selling crap ton more than I am, it doesn't, I'm not going to hate on you end of the day. Like you're making us more money. Exactly. So with the new, yeah, new girls, old girls, that's where the vets, that's where the breakup comes in. Because there are the vets who know how to make money and there are the new girls who kind of like, mm. yay, a prezzo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Ooh. Ooh, we get to dress up. Yeah, so stoked. Um, it kind of, I mean, like, it's easy for the guys to see the clicks, right? Because yeah. most, <laughs> we watch the old girls all lump together and then some of the new girls, like, they make it over one at a time. <laughs> <laughs> It's so true. And it's so dumb that we do that. It's so like, it seems like it's really catty and stuff, but it really isn't. I mean, like I said, like when you're working with somebody for a couple of years, you're automatically going to go to that person because it's a comfort thing, you know? Yeah. And, um, you got to earn your stripes. Yeah. As weird as it sounds like it doesn't seem like there's a way to do that, but I mean, people come and go in these jobs a they lot. Do. So to get attached to every new person is kind of, uh, I don't know. It's, you know, the, the longer you're in the game, the more reluctant you are it's to do the, that. And it's one of those things too, like you're not going to get along with everybody, just like any other job. You're not going to get along with everybody and you know, you're going to find the people that you attract to and connect with. So no yeah. hard, no hard feelings. I know I'm a really cool person, but, <laughs> but I'm one of the mean girls. <laughs> oh, mean girl. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love that term. So it's, it's so like true, but it's not true at the same time. It fits so well at the pool. It does. It so does. Uh, I, I like asking the returners, like, are you one of the mean girls? Because they're like, no, of course not. But everybody else is like, oh, my gosh, you were so mean when I met you. <laughs> but um, everybody's like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely one of the mean girls. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I think so, I hang out with the mean girls. <laughs> exactly. You, you guys have – I know who they are. Yeah. If I had to guess – but the thing is, none of them are mean. No, none, not, not at none all. None of them are mean. As a matter of fact, like they're pr they're the nicest people. But you know, it's you have to protect 
that thing and the friends that you make. So it's not yeah. like, you know, I don't know. I understand it. Um, dating. Dun, dun, dun. Everybody gives me the same answer about dating. They're like, oh, my God. Don't do it. People in the industry are shady, but I've seen it done. Right? <laughs> so let's hear it. So dating in Las Vegas. So it's I'm actually born raised, like I said earlier. So for me, like this is home, you know. Right. So a lot of so the people don't know any difference. Exactly. It's like a lot of people that I grew up with. A lot of I feel like Vegas is like a big transit city. So a lot of people come and move here and a lot of people leave here, you know? Especially yeah. that are born raised here. Exactly, like you. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I really haven't had any issues dating. I'm probably one of the very few. I feel like a couple of my friends like have a hard time. Like maybe a couple like very few of them have had a hard time dating. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, I mean, example, like my last relationship, we met at the club. Mm-hmm. We met working at the same job. And like it got to the point where, you know, I was ready to like settle down and, you know, I want to start a family and all that stuff. And he just was not there. He wanted to still party. So obviously that relationship didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And my boyfriend now, I mean, he told himself he would never date an industry girl. It's so funny. We, we all say that. <laughs> they all say, yeah. It, but that's just our excuse for being like <laughs> low key. We can't date them. So we just tell ourselves we're not going to like, oh, pff, I would never date any of these girls. You have a chance with 0.01%. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm pretty normal for oh, working for sure. in the industry. But I yeah, feel like yeah. a lot of the girls that do work in the industry, they all are pretty normal. You know, it's just finding that right person just like in in general, find that right person that you get along with and you can spend all your time with and you actually like and same values Ooh. and all that stuff. So I feel like that's just where things get different. It's like uh, age difference. I don't know. It doesn't, I, yeah. age, age doesn't even matter. Honestly, it just depends how mature you are. I just hate everyone. That's the problem. Yeah. Right. Uh, I have terrible dating advice because uh, I don't know. Yeah. I hate everyone. I found somebody that I like and that's all that it took. <laughs> That's probably our problem because we were both in relationships. So we're like, I don't know. I don't, I've been out of the game for so long. I don't know long. what to tell you. Yeah, it's like, I don't know <laughs> what to tell you guys. Yeah. Screw the inappropriate tables question. Everybody kicks out inappropriate tables. True. Uh, what's an embarrassing moment at work you had? This is actually funny. My, I, okay, so this is going to be TMI. But what? I feel like every girl is embarrassing story in Las Vegas is when you're on your period and your tampon's hanging out. <laughs> Oh, well, yes, that was probably a, a nightmare. Yeah, I feel like that's for every girl. But the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me actually happened this year. My first <laughs> my first shift I ever worked at Unger Regional at night, my first year. Or my first, first night I worked before the quarantine. So Oof. this table came in, right? And I could tell the guy had money, whatever. He ordered a Casa Azul bottle and, like, oh, some nice. champagne and stuff. So... It took forever to come out. We were super busy and all that stuff. And mind you, this is right after training. So, you know, it's like pretty much everybody's first night working, you know? So bartender gives me all the bottles. I bring them out, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, hey, let's make some shots, make the guy shots. And he drinks it and he looks at me and he goes, is this a fucking joke? And I was like, uh, what are you talking about? He goes, this is water. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, taste it. And I'm like, the shots are water? And I was like, oh, my God. I know exactly what happened here. What? (laughs) Listen, the bartender gave me a bottle. Mind you, like, I should have known, like, obviously all bottles are wrapped in plastic on top. You know, but sometimes bartenders help. Seal of approval. Seal of approval. (laughs) But sometimes the bartenders will unwrap it, especially. This is my first time working at night on Uncle Beach at night, so I don't really know how things really 
I never worked with that bartender before, so I don't really know how she operates or yeah, yeah, he yeah. operates. You know, I'm used to like having people I've worked with in the past. So I brought it out and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Luckily, the guy was like so cool. It was filled with water from training. Somebody in training, in training, we, oh. we, poured, we pour out bottles. You know, we pour empty bottles and fill them with water so we can practice pouring and making shots and all that stuff. But somebody put the Casa Azul bottle back up top on the shelf and that's Ooh. the one that I luckily got. Good thing it was you, though. Could you imagine if you were a new person? Oh, my God. I would, I would have just passed out. Uh, 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 <laughs> it's water. <laughs> I luckily, like, made it into, like, a big joke. And, like, he was, like, laughing. And his girlfriend was, like, super cool. And, you know, I it, it, it turned, poorly. Oh it turned out to be pretty, like, it turned out good. They, like, I probably had a good time out of it. They did. They had a really good time out of it. But, <laughs> but yeah. That's that experience. That's, a, that's, that's those years coming in handy. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they picked the wrong bottle to do that with. Clock is always expensive. Out of, out of all Damn. bottles. How much does that go for? Gosh, I should know from all the training I did. Um, I want to yes. say it's anywhere from like 1600 I want to oh say. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> that sucks. Like, take water. A, yeah, water. <laughs> You're like, JK. I'm like, oh, my God. Ha, ha, ha. So funny. The next one's going to come out with a presentation. We ended up doing that. And he was like, I don't even want. Like, he ended up leaving going to the strip club. I was like, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> Yikes. Well, you live and you learn. Exactly. But that mean check for the seal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never again. Uh, what's the best bottle presentation I would to see, watch, be a part of? At Encore Beach Club, I would probably say, honestly, all the presentations at Encore Beach Club are just awesome. You know, we have the fire truck, we have the helicopter that's like sponsored by, I believe, PJ Rose. Um, they bought that? I think the brands, I don't know how the whole process works, but I think the brands. Spon sponsor certain vessels that people have. Hey, I need a vessel. <laughs> right, I need a vessel. <laughs> I need a podcast vessel. Dude. I need a microphone and crusted in jewels. <laughs> that would be so dope. <laughs> <laughs> Perrier's your way. Let's get it. So you know. But yeah, I would say any of the ones at Anchor Beach. I think Fire Trek's probably the most fun to yeah, it gets people's attention. Yeah, with the siren and the water spraying out of like the little hose, and it's it's a legit fire truck. It is. It's pretty cool. Nice. Okay. Well, I'm gonna ask everybody what their favorite Prezzo is. I gotta see what they are at other clubs too, because I don't I don't go, so I don't get to see. Yeah, me either. <laughs> and I'm not rich, so I don't spend the money. <laughs> you don't <laughs> I'm like, have uh, to. That's true. Now I can just ask the questions. Exactly. Boom. Okay, so my last two questions. Okay. And we're out of here. This has been great. I know. It's been fun. I'm happy you're finally doing your little podcast. And yeah. Ugh. You know, I thought about this for so long. It's probably just like how I was with my food stuff since 2008. It, it took me, what, 10 years to start it. And, and it's honestly, the hardest part is just starting. It is. I have the, I just looked at the logo of, I just want to do like a little talk show version, mm -hmm. right? And I just saw my logo from the very beginning. It was like 2015 or 2014. It's ridiculous, but it's, uh, it's inspiring. <laughs> no, for sure. And it's great. It's like one day when like, you know, you become bigger and all that stuff and you start growing, it's going to be funny to look at the beginning stages that. till now. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And I'm in, like, I'm like, I'm sure you are. The process of this has been a lot of fun, like full-time work, It is, but <laughs> it's not really that hard. It's not hard because like you enjoy it. it. Yeah, exactly. Took the words out of my mouth. Right out. Okay, so what advice do you have for people? I, I mean, I've been asking everybody on the show, 
what advice do you have for people that want to get the job that you have? I would say the biggest advice would be prepare months before. I feel like- How many months? Oh gosh, I'll give you an example of what I kind of do. Um, obviously I work, I work out year round, um, but then I start to train probably, I work out what, three, three to four times a week doing HIIT training mm. normally. And then usually in October, I'll start to train six days a week, depending on how my body feels. Damn. And that starts probably in like October, the end of before Halloween, I would say. And I train hardcore from October all the way up till like a week out or up till auditions, which are usually the beginning of January. So I would say start working out then. And then eating, I hate, I used to be this girl that used to crash diet and eat tilapia and I would make asparagus probably like seven different ways. Like I made it into soup one time, like it just got ridiculous. <laughs> and I would just say like, <laughs> just cut out processed food completely mm. and just yeah. cook more at home. It sounds easier than done. And then, you know, treat your cravings. Like if you're craving a cookie, make a healthier version of a cookie, you know, or do you want to go get a milkshake one night? You should be able to go get a milkshake one night, but it's just eating, just eating better, you know, just yeah. taking the baby steps and getting your body ready. So when it is like the last week before, you know, auditions and stuff, you're drinking that gallons of water, you're getting, you're flushing out all those toxins, you're doing all that stuff. So when you get to that, that day, you are, you know, you're mentally prepared, you feel, you look good. You, you don't regret not working out sooner. You know, you know, you did your everything you can do. So God forbid, if you don't get a job, you know, you did everything in your power to do it. You did, you prepped exactly how you should. If you don't get the job, it's just not meant to be. Boom. Yeah. I think that, phew, that's good advice. I don't think uh, people hear that enough. Like, yo, it's sometimes if you don't get it, <laughs> it's not because of anything you did or didn't do. It's just not your spot. Yeah. I feel like that's like the biggest thing. And it's one of those things too, where it's like, you know, so many people will like give up on all that stuff because they have to feel like they have to change their entire lifestyle, lifestyle, like overnight, mm. which is obviously impractical and impossible. Instead of just like taking the baby steps of, you know, starting months out and committing to like learning and your body and prepping your body to get rid of all those unhealthy habits that you have, you know? Yeah. The, the more people I talk to, the more they let me know it's a year round thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are people that the people with the most experience treat it as a year round thing versus, um, you know, I have to start getting ready or I, I prep in the later months. I mean, I'm sure they kick it up into gear, but for sure. And it's hard it's too. Thing. And it's hard. Yeah. And it's hard because it's like, you know, it's all the holidays here. It's Thanksgiving, the best freaking holiday ever. And then it's oh Christmas and all the food and stuff. So it's like, those should be those nights that you could just spend with your family and, your friends and actually eat that food, you know, just don't binge eat, but like eat that food and enjoy it and not feel guilty about it. Oh, well, I uh, do both. <laughs> I, I, eat, <laughs> I eat the food and I don't feel guilty about it. Boom. You go boom. But I'm fortunate. I'm not gonna lie. Anyhow, <laughs> um, what about advice for guests who are visiting Encore Beach Club? I would say the biggest one, I'm sure everybody that works in the industry would say it, is bring money. <laughs> God damn it. I would say. Yeah, bring your wallet. It's just like anywhere you go. I would say bring money, and I'll give another one too that I think is more like reasonable. Yes. Um, bring money. I mean, you know, look at, you know, if you're going to Encore Beach Club, look on Yelp, look at the prices, see if you can afford it. You know what I mean? Save up oh, more. That's smart. You know, 
do your research. Come next year. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like you don't want to go and be all come in and it's like, oh, I just want a picture of vodka soda for eight hours. Like you want to actually go and like enjoy yourself, you know? Yeah. It's like it's a vacation. People say, well, you're round to go to these places. So bring money. And my second thing would be eat food off the strip. Ooh, that's good advice. Why? Because the food off the strip is just so much better. You're not paying an arm and a leg for a, a T-bone. avocado toast. <laughs> yeah, avocado toast. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so true. But yeah, eat off the strip. I mean, it's some of the, we have some of the best food in Vegas, I would have to say, out of the whole country. Oh, for sure. We are so lucky. World renowned. Uh-huh. But yeah, eat off the strip. Um, do research. That's what I should do. I should probably put up a blog post of like my favorite places to eat off the strip. Yeah. You should start letting people know that this is where they should go. Like hear it from the people who do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what I always tell people. Eat off the strip. Mm. Cheaper, better food, better quality. And, More options. And you get to see actually stuff off the strip. You know, everyone thinks like, oh, you live in a hotel. This is like st the strip is literally just the Las Vegas. Like, no, there's we, we live 15 minutes away. <laughs> we're good I know. everything is amazing right off of this road too so amazing <laughs> well cool that was great yay okay so um one more time shout out for me the uh your website um my website is wellnesskitchenmakeover.com okay because i need to check it out yeah so that i can show these recipes to my girlfriend <laughs> like they're all on my instagram too i <laughs> Okay, cool. I feel like my... Oh, wait, what is that? At... Ash Romeo. Easy. Yeah. I mean, I know that, obviously. But Ash Romeo. People are thinking, at Ash Romeo. Yep. Everybody calls you Romeo. It was weird for me to say, hello, <laughs> Ashley. It's funny because I, sometimes when people call me Ashley, I don't even, like, respond. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, what? Like, Romeo. Like, that's just, that's just who I go by. It's my last name. I don't know. Romeo. I know that is weird. Out of nowhere, you're just the one person everybody just calls Romeo. Well, I think when I first got hired too, there was probably like four or five Ashleys, so it was just easier to just do fourteen <laughs> Ashleys, Lisa's, Elizabeth, Sarah's. It's like the most Stephanie's common name. Hey, but you guys are all great. I mean, shit. What does it say if there's four Ashleys that all get a job that everyone's trying to get? The best part about having my name Ashley is my name tag didn't have Romeo. It said Ashley. So if I ever got in trouble with a guest or something, they wouldn't know what Ashley it was. <laughs> Ashley, the little one. They're like, listen. <laughs> They're all little. <laughs> she got blonde, brunette hair, lightish, darkish. <laughs> They're like, okay, buddy. Yeah, yeah, Ashley, we get it. Get out of here. So funny. So true. Cool. Well, thanks for doing this. I appreciate you jumping on. Yeah, of course. It was awesome. I'm going to edit it and drop it tomorrow. Oh, gosh. I'm nervous to hear my. No, no, no. So I, I sent it to you first and then I drop it. Okay, cool. So if you don't like anything, then I'll. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be fun. It's, it's <laughs> awesome. I, I can know. tell, like, whenever I talk to people, if it's going to be good or not, and it's going to be really good. Cool. So Thanks, thanks for Ash. having me. Of course. Talk to you soon. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. I told you Ash went in. If you're still listening right now, you definitely learned something from that episode. So go tell her thank you. Then come back and do me a favor and... Give this podcast a five-star rating and leave a review on there. I'm anxious to see what people think. Or you could hit me up on Instagram and be lazy because I would probably do that too. So I look forward to hearing what you got to say. Until next time, y'all.